her dad, Jared, is going in and out, um, out outside onto the deck to barbecue. And as he goes out and shuts the door, she says, don't tell my dad, but I've got like three boyfriends. And I said, oh, Amelia, you do? And she's like, yeah, you got to keep your options open. So I do Amelia's numbers. And guess what? She's a five. From Nat's numbers, I'm Nat. And this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's decode the superpowers in your chart and in the people around you to create magic, synchronicity, and empowerment in your life. Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 12. I'm doing a quick round today. I'm going to be sharing with you a magical synchronistic story. This is going to illustrate how accurate numerology can be. And I think even more importantly, what it shows is that numbers truly are the fingerprints of God. So if you've been feeling stuck in the muggle world, if you've been doubting whether there really is magic, whether there really is a benevolent divine design, you got to listen to this story. I hope you guys enjoy. So here's my story of the week. My boyfriend, my daughter, and I this past July go on a vacation to Whitefish, Montana, and we rent this beautiful vacation rental with some friends of ours, Jared, his wife, Dawn, and their two kids, 10-year-old Amelia, hilarious, and 12-year-old Harper. So one night, we're all sitting in the living room, relaxing together, and Dawn turns to me and asks, hey, Nat, what are my numbers? Now, I have to hold back my absolute delight, because when I meet somebody, that's the first thing that I want to know, is I want to know what their numbers are in numerology. And I said, well, I would need to know your birth date, but I already think I know what number you are. And she said, really? What number do you think I am? And I said, I think you're a six. She asks, why? Why do you think I'm a six? I said, well, we've been staying together for what, four nights now? She says, yeah. And I say, Every morning, I have never seen you drink your black tea. And she kind of motions, and? And I say, well, I know that black tea is important to you. I know it's a part of your morning routine. And I've never seen you drink it. When I get up and my feet hit the floor, I groggily, almost like I'm blind, find the nearest source of caffeine I find the coffee pot. If there are little crying children asking for my help, I'll just brush them aside. <laughs> I have to get my coffee first. But you, Don, you never did that. This is the sign of the number six, the caregiver. So I do our numbers and I'm adding them down. And, and just as a side note, you guys, I don't normally guess people's numbers. But on this trip, observing th this beautiful family and, and observing what, each, what made each of them unique and beautiful um, became just so obvious to me. So I'm doing the numbers, and I'm adding them down, and then I get to the last two numbers. One plus five. Boom. She's a six. I go, oh, Don, you're a six. <laughs> right? And everybody starts laughing. And I said, the six is, it basically says you were born as the caregiver. You were born with the superpower of nourishment. 
What is most important to you is family and children and domestic life. You are the glue that keeps things together. And I was like, I know what you're thinking next. I know you're thinking that aren't all moms that way because six is the archetype of the mom. And her husband, Jared, in the kitchen yells out, nope, not all moms are that way. <laughs> I said, yeah, Jared's right. There are a lot of moms. They, they love and they care in their own way, but they do not do it with the incredible, incredible warmth and, and caring and devotion that a six does. So then little Amelia sitting next to her mom is like, ooh, 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 guess what my numbers are? Now this girl, her and I became really, really good friends. She is a riot. And I said to her, I said, Amelia, I, I think you're a five. I don't know, but I think you're a five. And Don says, why do you think Amelia is a five? Well, when we first entered the vacation rental, there's this big chalkboard in the entryway. And I asked Amelia to write down what she wanted to experience on vacation. Like, what was her goal? What was her, her desire? And she wrote down, party, party, party. <laughs> and then when we played this board game and it was about learning more about each other, what we learned about Amelia is that she wants to go and become a fashion designer, right? She wants to be in Europe. She wants to be at parties, drinking margaritas and mojitos. And there was even one evening where she was sitting on the couch and I was on the floor and she was braiding my hair because she loved braiding my hair. And her dad, Jared, is going in and out, um, out outside onto the deck to barbecue. And as he goes out and shuts the door, she says, don't tell my dad, but... I've got like three boyfriends. And I said, oh, Amelia, you do? And she's like, yeah, you got to keep your options open. <laughs> and she goes, shh, don't tell. So I do Amelia's numbers. And guess what? She's a five. I get chills. And so does everybody else in the room. The five is the freedom seeker, the adventurer. She is a rebel and a revolutionary. She challenges the norm. She wants to have fun. She wants to push the envelope, envelope, push the limits. She's the type of person that is progressive in her mind. She's like open to any and all possibilities. This was Amelia to the T. Very, very different from her parents. And so the last thing I'll share with you is when... <laughs> 12-year-old Harper is like, Nat, what, do you, what number do you think I am? Now with him, I was a little bit, I was a little bit unsure. I was like, I, I don't quite know yet. I did his numbers and I realized why I was confused. I was thinking he was either a one or a two. He, he possessed both qualities. Well, he was an 11 too. I said, geez, Harper, this means that you were born as the inspirational messenger. You have the superpower of being psychic. You can read up other people's thoughts and feelings. And suddenly Jared, his dad, comes into the room and sits down and is listening. And I said, you know, what oftentimes happens for people with that 11 is that they're so sensitive to how other people feel that they struggle with anxiety and they don't even know why. It's hard for them to distinguish who they are versus who other people are. And 
Harper says, oh my gosh, Nat, I've been struggling with anxiety for a lot of my life. And it's just recently that I've kind of started to talk to my dad about it. So we talk more about Harper's superpower of the 11. And it was this beautiful moment where his dad, Jared, is a three life path. And he's talking about the moment that he gets home. (laughs) And, And Harper comes up to him and is immediately like, hey, dad, like, how are you? How was your day? Right? That's the two, the peacemaker. They're all about bond and union and relationship one-on-one. Very, very intense. The two, it can be a very intense number. I have it. And, and Jared said, wow, this makes so much sense because when I get home, what I need most is space. And I nodded my head. I said, I understand, Jared. People who are in relationship with twos sometimes need to communicate that space because twos are so deeply intuitive that they'll sometimes infringe upon your boundaries or infringe upon your personal space because they can feel what's going on with you. And so it was this really, really beautiful moment where Harper was able to learn that this incredible sensitivity that he has is a gift He even divulged that he reads the Bible, he reads spiritual scriptures in the privacy of his room, and that's what has helped him with his his anxiety. So he recognizes that this is a beautiful thing about him. And also, it helped his father understand what that's all about, what that dynamic is between him as the three and his son as a two. My point of sharing this story, well, there's a lot of different reasons to share stories like this. Number one, the the presence of a divine design was in that room that evening, and I can still feel it. This is what people talk about when they talk about God. This is what mystics write about. This is what the ancients have documented. It's that moment where you realize that there's something bigger and greater and benevolent that is working in and through us. And when, when we run into these synchronicities and when we, when we engage in work like numerology or astrology or um, there's a whole wide variety of these types of things, we're basically rubbing shoulders or shaking hands with this divine, beautiful presence with God. The second reason that I'm sharing this is to remember how important it is to not fly blind in your life. If you're in a family unit, for instance, and you don't know the superpowers of the people that you live with, it can be difficult. The source of all relationship problems come back to thinking that they should be like us or thinking that we should be like them. And that's when we run into resentment, when we begin to make assumptions that aren't true, that we're not lovable or that that other people aren't right for us or that maybe we're just not designed to interact. When you learn the numbers of the people in your life, it's a game changer. You can actually start to have conversations about how to bond and how to better relate in, in ways that you never could have before. So as always, you guys, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Go ahead and rate it on iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe so you get next week's podcast in your feed. And remember, I am here. 
I, it is my passion, it is my purpose to help you tap into your magic and the magic of those people around you by decoding your superpowers. So always in the show notes of every episode, there is a link, very, very quick, very easy, that you can click on to schedule an initial session with me where we go over your life path number and your name number, the two most powerful superpowers in your chart. I can't wait to talk with you guys again soon. 